language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing. listening to Psycho Music Lyricology Podcast, where music touches the mind and heals the soul. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sheldon Moss, along with the dude that is always secure about his opinion, Michael Nelson. What's good? And the professor, Maurice Moss. What's up? Hey, before we get started, hey, y'all need to subscribe and tell a friend about this podcast. Please. On Apple Podcasts, Google yes. Play Music, SoundCloud, and now on Luminary. With that being said, man, what's been going on, Maurice? Wait Chilling, a minute, man. what's Luminary? That is a... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker. Yeah, it's another app. Oh, had you heard of that before? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, there's some podcasts <laughs> that are exclusive to Luminary, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they actually charge a fee. Yeah. But oh. you can listen to some free, but they yeah. actually charge a fee for them. Uh, Roxanne, they, they Roxanne sh- Gay has a podcast on there with uh, Tressie Cotton, I yeah. think that's her name. And Trevor Noah has one yeah. on there. They so have- they uh, they charging for hours? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you get a check? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you know I don't get involved with too much of that part. <laughs> but no, nah, man. Actually, how I rolled up on it was... I had been, you know, looking at Luminary, and I was like, you know what? Let me go, let me uh search us, and voila, there it was. And that's how a lot of them we get on a yeah, lot of platforms. They yeah. automatically yeah. see that you're here, you're here, you're here, and then it uploads directly. They get the link oh, okay. from SoundCloud well, or whoever. Welcome, Luminary fans. <laughs> 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 anyway, man, what's up, Maurice? You know. Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling. You know, because you, you know, you, you, you really summary today. Got your flip flops on. It's hot, shit. <laughs> it's not hot though. It's it ain't hot, hot today to, though. It's hot to me. Oh man. You know, it was worse last year compared it, to this shit, year. It was la- worse last week. Yeah, well, it, it's cooler than it, it has yeah, been it, for it's sure. Not, it's but not I'm, hot at all, man. Summer is not my season. Summer is when I'm like, okay, where where is the air conditioning? I'll, I'll come out in the wintertime. But yeah, I thought, thought it, I think it's yeah, man. I've been hanging out on the patio. But anyway, my bad. Yeah, man. What you been listening to? Uh, or what have you? Uh, BJ the Chicago Kid came out with an album that's really, really good. Uh-huh. I ain't heard it yet. It's oh, really yeah. good. It's really good. Uh, I hadn't realized it was that long since he had put out an album. And he had, he was putting out these Lucy's. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I'm trying not to be old. But these ones, these onesies with these albums, mm-hmm. albums matter, man. I, you know you? the onesies. I just can't. I can't make it work with me. We're gonna. <laughs> I think it kind of what prompted one of the topics that we're gonna do on another show. That's what prompted that because it's like, can you even? Can I even appreciate an artist unless I have that whole document that's telling me that story? But, but BJ uh, was doing these onesies and twosies, and now a lot of those songs are on this. Uh, album uh, one one two three. I don't know if you pronounce it eleven twenty three or one one two three or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's a really good album. Uh, it's uh, that's his birthday. 11, oh, okay, so yeah, 11, yeah, 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 yeah. eleven twenty three. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a really really good album. I've listened to it like three times, and I haven't gotten to like a skip a skip a skip pass yet. Because <laughs> usually after you listen to it a couple of times, you're like okay, I'll skip past this. Yeah. One. But uh, so far, I like all of it, and he kind of crosses a lot of different, a lot of different genres or a lot of different uh, subsets within, within rhythm and blues. Because he he you know he does a of course he does really good ballads and does some like solid R and B tracks, but he kind of gets into some dance stuff. So he's it's really good. I really like it. Yeah, he's coming to concert here in Dallas uh, in September. I think, oh, okay. the, uh, I think the end of September. Oh no, the first part of august first weekend in august he'll be here yeah you know i want to go but you know i got church in the morning so <laughs> got church in the morning that's one of my favorite songs yeah. from his last album church in the morning yeah, yeah man what's uh, up uh other than that i haven't been listening to anything else but yeah cool what's up? what you got mike um burner boy um you know this world 
uh, world African music, whatever. I don't know what to call him. I don't want to call him a reggae artist, but that's probably what he's most associated with from Africa. Uh, uh, some of the Nigerians that I work with are big on him. Um, yeah, his name is, he calls himself Burner Boy. Has he dropped a new album? And it's that world music kind of reggae, you know, the new stuff that's kind of uh, that hybrid hip hop, you know, uh, hybrid reggae hip hop world music sound. Um, I don't know how to describe what that what what it is that he does, but I like it a lot. I quite enjoy it. Uh, uh, I can't think of the name of the album all of a sudden. African Giant. That's it. African mm-hmm. Giant. Burner Boy. So okay. I, I recommend that, man. I'll I think, you know, that's a that's a that's a that's a good album just to uh, if you you're moving around the house and you got stuff mm-hmm. going on yeah. and you need something to kind of uh, keep you moving, get you going. I listened to it in the gym the other day. Um, um, and, I see he's uh, got some uh, some 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 american t- contemporaries yeah georgia smith yeah. jeremiah yeah i think he's uh he's kind of hit that he's kind of hit that stride yeah. uh where you know he's gotten some uh yeah. he's, he's getting love from future uh, from from yeah he's getting mm-hmm. love from uh from american yg artists. yeah but he also has angelique kijo yep okay yeah right. so he's uh yeah. he's steeped in you know he's steeped in the tradition of course uh-huh. I mean, he he uses the music from the tradition, and it just uh, and he just modernized it, you okay. know, for the most part. So I dig him. I dig him a lot. So you know, it was good ride music the first time I listened to it, and then uh, I took it to the gym with me, and uh, I uh, I appreciate it quite a bit. Yeah, man. Burner Boy. Yeah, I think that's the second album that I've listened to from him too. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just caught wind of him probably about about two months ago. Mm. So Yeah, man, I'm a uh just a, on the side note real quick. I love that Theo Crocker, man. Theo is dope. That's a man. bad dude, man. Man, I'm that, telling that you. That album man. that album is Which no one joke. did you listen to? The uh the newest one that he just put out yeah. in May. That's mm-hmm. the one I listened to. Man, I mean Apparently everybody is on is on that on that train because when you posted that, we got some engagement off of that. Like yeah, people man. were posting that, like, that, Yeah, I'm into this. Like that yeah. and we've you know. And like Maurice said, you know, this is like Mike was saying, when I was listening to it, I never looked at any credits or anything. And the first thing I thought about in one of his songs, he has this tone of Donald Bird. Mm. And then when I read he said Donald Byrd was one of his influences, influences mm. you know. But he does, like you say, Mike, man, he he got this uh, 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 Roy Hargrove vibe going on. Mm-hmm. He got this, uh, what's, what's our boy name, the keyboard player, uh, this Robert Glasper thing going. Yeah. And then he's a straight ahead cat, too. Man, it's a nice record. It's, it's nice to see other artists pushing the tradition, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and and fusing the old with the new, right? In that way, mm-hmm. so I think it's uh, yeah. I like I like it a lot. I've been yeah, listening man. to. Nice, I have man. been listening to it a lot, you know, especially at my, you know, when I'm working at my desk when I have to actually think about stuff and mm-hmm. I can't listen to words, <laughs> and I'm actually kind of trying mm-hmm. to write and things like that. Yeah, man. It it uh it uh. It takes me there, man. I, I I like it for relaxation. I like it for uh, chill, chill. Just you know, or if I'm just kind of doing something, mm-hmm. I like it for ride music, man. He's dope. Yeah, I like man. him a lot. And then you know, I just been trying to catch up on my United Shades of America with W. Kamal Bell. You ever watch his show? I've on seen CNN. it a couple times. Yeah, man. He did uh, recently. I just watched this one show. He did he a did, show uh, with uh, Freddie Haynes on it. Uh-huh. I, I need to see that one. Yes, yeah. that's a good one. You know what? It's funny, man. I I had no idea that in our area we are like the largest play, the largest city or Dallas Fort Worth metroplex has the most mega churches out of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is uh, <laughs> think about it for a minute. And I thought think about it, I'm like five, within a five mile radius of where we are right now, yeah. Yeah. you have like five, six mega churches. Mm-hmm. And they consider a mega church, what, 2,500 more members a weekly, every mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. So, 
But when you think about 2,500 and no. you talk about five churches, where are these people coming from? On Sunday morning, you <laughs> drop a bomb in Dallas. You, you, you. I mean, in in South Oak Cliff, you drop a bomb. Now, mind you, you you get rid of half the uh, Negroid population in DFW. Not Negroid. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but the thing, but the thing is, the mega churches. When you hey, did you watch it yet? Nah. When you watch it, it ain't this. He went out to North Dallas, out to South Lake area. Say, man, this church out there, it's a church in uh, I think it's North South Lake Frisco, whatever. They have their main campus, mm-hmm. and then they have another campus, but they don't have anyone preaching or nothing there. You go in and sit down and, and watch, watch him screen. on watch him on a on a on a movie screen okay. from the other church. <laughs> Man, they got you can get you a latte. They got everything up in here. It's a business, man. It uh, is. You know. And the thing what uh resonated with me, what Freddie Haynes said, Kamal Bell asked him, he said, I tried to Google your net worth, I couldn't find it. He's like, what that take? <laughs> you know, I don't know. What does that take? <laughs> I ain't making it like that. Oh, okay. Like the mother ones, basically. Oh, okay. That's what it meant to okay. me. Okay. Okay. You know, when you okay. you know when you can't well, find what I'm worth. Mm-hmm. You know, because everything is public. He mm-hmm. need to he need to write a book or something. You know, so he has written a book. Actually, oh, yeah. he's on the Breakfast Club talking right. about yeah, it. Yeah, he just put another one out. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. he's on Breakfast yeah. Club talking about. It. I need to see that. Too. Yeah, that's a good. That was a good, one, man. I checked okay. it out last week. The Breakfast Club, like. Charlemagne, Charlemagne God. the God mm-hmm. them? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everybody got a breakfast club. So no, he's, nah, on, he's bro, on that this one. The breakfast yeah, club. I just yeah. wanted to know which one that was. So. He was on that one. All right, cool. Yeah, man. But Maurice, man, uh, what, you, what are we going to talk about today? Because, you know, some of these uh, <laughs> these yeah. stories, I should say, was yeah, we, always very interesting about the banana pudding. <laughs> yeah, so we periodically do a current event show where we talk about what's going on in music. And I don't really poll uh, poll you all about what you want to cover this, you want to cover that, because to me, I think it's more interesting to just get everybody's like initial response to stuff, even if it's something that has no interest to you at all, because that's that's saying something about the story, even right. when it has no interest to you at all. So I just you know kind of pulled a couple of different ones. Some of them I just like they were funny, and then some of them, to me, from a, a just uh, from a uh, industry, music industry standpoint, I think they were like really good stories. But the first one was kind of like, um, you know, I just wanted to see everybody's, uh, in, you know, impression of uh, of uh, uh, what's this brother? Young uh, Young Dro. Young Dro. Young Dro, and uh, uh, he's forty years old, and he he had. I mean, so, and before I you know get into this story, I'm not really like making fun of domestic violence, but uh, he had he got into a little. A uh, little kerfuffle with his uh, <laughs> with his significant other, and he uh, he uh, he uh, attacked her with a plate of banana pudding, and uh, so he was then taken to jail. And after that, they you know had all of his his uh, his uh, uh, child back, back, child, back his child support. support. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he was saying that that was uh, he's you know, he's called up. All, that was all uh, an error uh, and everything. But I was like, okay, so forty. You know, everybody has their own, you know, timeline for maturity or whatever. But, you know, Ford is a little too old to be throwing, be throwing food at people. So the first thing that comes to my mind, you know, he ends every one of his uh, bars when he when he features on bars or whatever. He ends every one of them with Dro. He'll say, Dro. So I'm wondering, like, did he throw the banana pudding <laughs> and say, Dro? <laughs> you know what? I read, before you sent this out as one of our current events, I had I'd seen the story. I, I saw where it said Young Dro arrested for allegedly uh, uh, throwing banana pudding at his girlfriend. And the first thing I thought was, did he say Dro after he threw mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. I didn't even read the story because, you know, I was just like, eh. And here's the thing about it: you don't have to. It's, it's it's like you don't even have to read the story sometimes because there's not really a whole lot of. You can pretty much fill in the blanks um, from the story. But one of the other things, one of the takeaways that I have from the story, which is what I hear a lot, heard a lot related to this story, and then when you hear stories like this, is the whole TMZ connection, and that's when you see all of these stories, mm-hmm. and why is TMZ only reporting? Uh, 
this ratchet stuff from black folks. Right. Because they never really they never really get into a whole lot of the ratchetness related to any other people. And I'm like, okay, what is that all about? Now, maybe it's a ratings thing, but, you know, whatever. Most likely it's a ratings thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They saw what was happening on Worldstar and decided that they, yeah, were, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. I mean, I, 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 I will not it. deny that if I, if I stumble across the show, I do sit there and watch it, but I don't seek it out. But I will like because I like Van. I like I like Van. He has an interesting take on things, and I like his podcast. So, uh, see, yeah. I listen to Van's podcast, and I only heard of Van after the Kanye thing. Mm. So that was the first time I had heard of Van, and then you know uh, came across his podcast from there. But you know, I have never stopped on TMZ. <laughs> It's interesting to me. It's, it's just kind of to see how ratchet people are. I'm I'm always just amazed by what people do with their money. Uh, that just I know that just you know I'm 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 always like really we haven't seen enough of these stories where where you know people end up broke and you still doing this. But okay, whatever. All right, next story <laughs> is uh, Lizzo gets a publishing deal. So this was one of my you know I think it's an industry a good industry story because. Lizzo has a really good album. It's a and really good album. It's a really good album, and I think that the fact that she got a a a publishing deal outside of her album deal to me says that she's going to be doing a lot of writing for other artists, right. which to me is a very good thing because I think that she has a really good pen. I think she says uh, she I think she writes a lot of uh, on a lot of uh, poignant subjects, and she uses a lot of. Of uh, I like her style of writing, so I, I I really think that this is a really good thing, and I and I like I like the fact that the big girl didn't just get a publishing deal and then let somebody else got to get in front and sing her songs. I mean, she got her <laughs> she got her she's singing, and now she's getting the publishing deal. Usually, that's as far as it would go because you mm-hmm. know society is not really ready for uh you know the big girl getting out there and being positive about being big and all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> All I want to know is this. <clears throat> you know, fine, she got the deal. But it didn't have any figures in there, and how is the deal broken down yeah. as far as the publishing deal works? Because apparently, I understand they see something in her, but they it, she she has adds value to Chapel, what is it? Warner, Warner Chapel Music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what have you. And what is their cut out of this? Mm-hmm. But generally, you get a publishing deal. You know, if somebody's coming to you like that, I would think you would have because I'm sure you I'm sure she didn't seek the deal out. I think somebody was listening to her music and going, you know what, we can she's gonna be around a long time and we're going to uh we can we can both be beneficial to this can be beneficial for both of us. So I'm hoping, you know It's fair. Well it's it's, it's, it's even it's even I mean, that's a really good question. But to me, the fact that it's, she doesn't have a 360 deal where, like, the label is getting a cut of everything that she does mm-hmm. is which, a good thing. Which means everything. Yeah. yeah. But we don't know what her record contract looks like. Well, though. we know that it doesn't include her publishing. Well, That's separate. N- well, we know it doesn't include the publishing. That's her, 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 from her, now from, moving from forward. From moving forward. We don't well, know what her record deal, deal looks like. The, the Warner deal says they have current and future on her pub. Her, her publishing would cover her current and future. Okay. But then so they're still getting a part of it. So her publishing is separate from her But they're recording. still getting part of it. Yeah, but it's not, all, it's not all going to one place. And I got she's you. able to cut her deals with this person and work deals with this people. So she didn't get this 360 deal where everybody, one person is getting all of her money. So I think that her coming into the industry independent to start with and then she getting a label album she kind of knew or she has some people with her that I'm, know I'm, what's going I'm on i'm hoping that you know she doesn't get bent over in the end that's yeah. that that's what you hope for the yeah. most but i absolutely I, i'm gonna say this tempo is my jam i can't stop jamming it's a good tempo. Song. i cannot I like stop bumping tempo i listen to tempo about once every other day on the way to work it's a good song. I, so like it. I go to work at like six in the morning so i need tempo like I listen to it all the time. And then uh, Juice is jamming. Mm-hmm. Juice is one of those songs that's like a uh, like a, a party song for all time. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of one of those. A, it's a very throwback feel to it. Yeah. What I listen to. Yeah, it. it's, it's got like, kind of yeah. one of those. It's kind of like celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. which <laughs> to me speaks yeah, a lot. I, mean, it's, it's, I can't stand it. It's, it's like I an can't anthem. either. But it is, it <laughs> is, it is kind of an anthem. Yeah, and I think, and I said when I listened to her album, or I didn't. I said when I listened to her album, I think if Prince heard that her album, the way she writes lyrically. I think he would be kind of like, let me check this chick out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably like her. I, you know, and and that's my standard for almost everything. I yeah. always go, hmm. I wonder if Prince, Prince. would like this. <laughs> that's my standard yeah. for a lot of stuff when I, yeah. you know, and that's just me. Like I know the mind of Prince, but you know, because I still don't understand Third Eye Girl, but <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the the uh, but. I always think that you know. I I think he would be interested in that. The other part about Lizzo that I you know that I don't I didn't want her. I guess I I have an affection for her music in a way that makes me want her not to be a gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I don't want her. I, to, I don't. That. I don't want. I don't want her to become a that's, flash in the pan and i don't want her to become yeah. gimmicky like you know i'm the fat girl and you know i'm lizo eats everything yeah. you know kind of yeah, like yeah. give it to lizo she eats everything yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah, i don't yeah. want it to be yeah. that yeah because i think she's so much more talented than that yeah yeah and that, and so even when i saw that she got a publishing deal all of those things kind of make me nervous because you know it's like I you don't almost want her got, to get I don't want her to misappropriate. Get, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, she sounds like she's tough enough to say, time will you tell. know, but you know, you're right. I never really in a bucket, you know, yeah, time will tell, but I, I, I she seems like she's pretty thick skinned and she seems smart. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I mean, see. you know, I just, you know, we, we can all put on those airs like, you know, I, I you know I I'm carrying this gut and it's making me I'm I'm still cool but you know what I mean yeah just, absolutely I can put that facade on outside <laughs> but then you know still inside I'm still doing like, sit ups like a motherfucker because yeah. I don't want no you know yeah but that's all I'm yeah you know, that's that's what I'd be worried about with stuff like Lizzo 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 yeah. is it Lizzo or Lizzo I don't, I don't know. know if I've ever even heard I don't know say but it. I know she L-I-Z-Z-O. got tempo yeah I know she that's got tempo all that's all I know. Okay, uh, next story is Brant Bjork, friend of the show. Friend uh, of he's the family. Uh, he, uh, he is uh, uh, re-releasing his first album. Uh, let's pronounce this album together, guys. Cause I don't <laughs> Jalamanta. Jalamanta. So uh, Brant uh, is, not, is doing, doing this thing where he's doing a whole lot of uh, re-releasing or the label is. And I know we talked about Jacuzzi earlier mm-hmm. in the year. And that was really good. Uh, this one is too. If anybody, if you're listening to the show and you haven't checked out Brant Bjork, B J O R K, you check him out. I mean, this this dude is. Uh, I don't even want to classify his sound. Uh, he he has a classification. He's he's in this genre of desert rock, but I don't want that to like uh, rock. Well, you know, I don't want to hear that. It's but. like neo soul rock. <laughs> It's funk. It's, it's classic funky. rock. Yeah. It's R and B. It's kind of you know. It's it, just a blend of everything to me. It, it's 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 good music. So <laughs> I like it, and I like the fact that uh, they are re-releasing his album, and uh, I think they're giving it a different a different cover too. I yeah, like he has the new. The actually new cover is really nice. Yeah, he he's got some good album covers. So yeah. it doesn't look it doesn't look so dark. Uh, to me, it's still. I mean, you know, it's twenty years old. So after listening to it again. It still, it still, it still sounds fresh. Mm-hmm. Damn, it's been around that long. Yeah, I didn't even realize he had been around in 1999. Yeah. Oh, it, wow. after it came out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it still sounds fresh now as it did 20 mm-hmm. years ago. Being though I didn't hear it 20 years mm-hmm. ago, but I'm listening to it for the first time mm-hmm. 20 years later. Mm-hmm. So it just That's sounds like album. a new release. That's a good to album. Me. Uh, we were talking about him uh, off mic before we came on. Uh, Mike was saying Cree Summer. And we know uh, her album came out around 1990, and right, right in that mm-hmm. same kind of mm-hmm. general vicinity. And the albums uh, are different, but not really. Mm-hmm. They kind of have a vibe to them that you know they could have been. It, I would have been listening to him, to this album at the same time I was listening to her mm-hmm. too. So it, it is good. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, man, what's what's this uh, next one, man? You know, uh, somebody's gonna get emotional about this next one. <laughs> what? So Layla does a Layla Hathaway, uh, New York Times reported she did a she was gonna do a uh, tribute show to her father on Wednesday. She did it this past Wednesday in New York. I forget the name of uh, the park, but it's part of uh, Lincoln Center's like Jazz in the Park uh, or Jazz outside outdoor jazz series so um the article was really good when it talked about um uh donny hathaway's uh uh you know rise to fame going mm. to howard university uh starting out doing his first album then hey, getting you? Into, and then I'm getting sorry, into the mental illness yeah howard university <laughs> then getting into the whole uh issues with his mental illness and uh, his his uh, collaborations with Roberta Flack, uh, and one of the things that it it did go into as well was uh, um, Layla's uh, uh, process for getting to the point where she could sing these songs because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's done a mo- she's done some Donny Hathaway songs over the right. years, but she hasn't like I'm doing a tribute, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was really interesting about you know how they took her to go through this whole personal process to do these songs. So, you know, you, you know, the fans might have wanted this 10, 15 years ago. I know mm-hmm. I would have appreciated it a long time ago. But, you know, you have to wait till uh, an artist is ready to do something like that. Which speaks a lot to who she is as an artist, uh, simply because she could, she could have capitalized on totally. this years ago. Totally right. cashed One, in on that. because everybody loves Donny Hathaway. Yeah. Two, she has the talent to do Donny Hathaway songs. Absolutely. And her last name is Hathaway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she... I, and, and I bet, I would bet that I'm just going to say the four majors labels have probably approached her. No doubt. And said, hey. No doubt. What's up? No doubt, no doubt. She, well, it, it does definitely speak to her integrity and, as an and, artist. And 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 this is, this is, this is, she's our age, so this is twenty years, twenty five years beyond her, like graduating high school, going to Berkeley, mm-hmm. uh, recording with. I mean, she's got she's she her debut album is an R and B album that came out in ninety. Three ninety four, something 90s. like that. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, they could have. I'm sure the record label at that point was even like, "Oh, why don't we just, you know, let's get whoever the hot R and B person is at the time, and let's just redo one of the one of the songs, you know, one of the mm-hmm. male R and B hot." And she's never said it. And I've heard her talk. You know, I've heard several interviews about her her uh her maturation in the in the in in her profession from the time she left college to the time she did her debut et cetera et cetera i've heard you know talk about mm-hmm. it. and she's never said that but you know just just being an amateur a n r person <laughs> you know what i mean yeah oh yeah you know she definitely oh we signing layla hathaway oh okay who's the hot r and b person right now yeah, you, Layla, you and Usher can do, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a Roberta back Flag, in, yeah, yeah, Roberta yeah. Flag, Donny Hathaway, yeah. Way, so, and yeah. let's let's yeah. let's let's put yeah. that out. That'll be your first single, yeah. Oh yeah, or at least that'll be your follow up single. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she is not. She's she yeah. is not. You know, she's like, and I and I and I and that's really. I think I really appreciate that about her as an artist as well, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can do the easy shit, mm-hmm. you know. But she's toured with Marcus, she's toured with Joe, she's toured extensively, and she has not like said, "All right, you know." And she's had a slow build to her success, yeah. and it has been, uh, to me, it's like she's got a solid fan base. Everything that she, you can't take away anything that she has, and. Uh, I, I think it's the perfect time for her to do it, and I, I, I just want—I just want somebody to release it and not just be uh, available to the people in New York or come out on YouTube and snippets or anything like that. I want that to be like a release. And she said in the, also in the article that um, when she did do her live album, 
that she I think she got a Grammy for her angel, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That what she was going after was his live was to create the the kind of energy that he had on his live album. So it's like he's been a part of all of her music, but she's still a, a star in her own right. right. Absolutely. She still has her own individual uh, voice as an artist while simultaneously being like the the mirror image of him in style and everything. Because every time I hear her, I hear her unique style and I also hear him. Yeah, his hear tone him his tone is in, in her, her voice. voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all, I mean, it's just all up and through her. And, so. and shout out to uh, Kenya, her sister, Kenya Hathaway. Cause she performed as well. Yeah, you told. Yeah, yeah we well said she, that. I didn't, I, I didn't know seen, she had done that. Yeah, I've seen some snippets, and she's a she's a really good singer in her own right. But she is not uh, she is not uh, uh, pursued that as a career. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, or at least I haven't seen anything where she's pursued that as such. But yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to um, um, uh, Kenya Hathaway as well. The uh, you mentioned Angel and her remake of Angel. I have thought about it over and over again, and I don't know anybody who could approach that song. <laughs> yeah, that's just I don't, I can't. I mean, I'm, and that. I'm sure it's some people that I would probably enjoy listening to, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm trying to remember the song that there is a song that Anita Baker recorded. I want to say it's on the Rapture album. That uh, uh, Layla did the reference track for. Oh, okay. And I'm trying to remember which one it was, and I'm and I'm I'm, I'm kind of going through some of the information there. And I want to say it's on Rapture. I didn't know either, but mm. the guy the guy who wrote the song, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to make it work in my head. The guy who wrote the song actually wrote it for Layla. Mm. Layla did the reference track, and then. Electra, I guess, or whoever she, I think Electra, Arista, whatever, was like, "Hey, we mm-hmm. like this song. Can we sh- can we share it with Anita?" And she, and Layla said she didn't get mad because, you know, homeboy had uh, uh, kids that needed to go to college, so <laughs> right. she was like, "Yeah, well, you know, I yeah, can't can't be mad at you for you know taking that song over to Anita." That's how that works. Yeah, uh, you you probably not gonna go to college on me. Yeah, so. Uh, your kid's not gonna get paid going to college for me on on something I do here. So, go 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 on and go with Anita. But that's you know that's cool. I love I love 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 Layla Hathaway. I like her because if uh, if I were the kind of artist Layla Hathaway is, she seems to do the thing that I would want to do, and that is. Uh, um, use her talent to access all the other things that she's able you know all the musicians that she's able to access you know what i mean mm-hmm. she played with marcus she plays with joe she's played with prince she's you know she just gets to do you know and her ego doesn't you know like you know i can sing like a motherfucker and i i should be the star and she just never and she you she and the fact that she that. can sing you don't really know until you get into her music because she'll get on a track where she's just like featured right or because, she's just uh, doing the chorus you remember or a few months ago um uh, i had told y'all about a uh terry lynn carrington album mm-hmm. where it was all women mm-hmm. they were all and she she actually did background vocals for um oh lord Nancy Wilson mm-hmm. on the album, mm-hmm. so you know she like colored Nancy Wilson. So, and, and you know she was, and it was just kind of a matter of fact thing. Well, you know, I yeah, no big deal. And I'm like, you got to sing with Nancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to. She was like, eh, yeah, yeah, whatever, no big deal. You know, and her ego doesn't get in the way yeah, of that. Yeah. She just kind of like you know, cause she she could capitalize on her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know. I mean, she probably has to an extent where she, you know, maybe a lot of people wouldn't have given her a chance unless that since her last name is Hathaway. But she tells a story about when she was at Berkeley, how a student went like one of her teachers walked up to her and said, "Is really is your last name Hathaway? Like, do you know Donnie?" And she was like, "Yeah, he's my father." And she was like, "He was like, oh, okay." 
mm-hmm. you know, he was like, you're not walking around here telling everybody not, Donnie is your right. daddy. You you're, know? Not, you're not walking around with a t-shirt on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. yeah. Donnie, my daddy. I want my daddy's records. Yeah. yeah. And in the article, she said that also that one of the people that kind of made her understand the effect of her father was Mary J. Blige, which I thought was interesting, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, Mary J. has does a similar thing with her voice where you can hear what she's going through with her vocal. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, uh, the, the, the mention that they made about the father's mental illness and the fact that the wife knew that something that was, she knew something was going on. And when she caught up to the studio, they was like, yeah, he's been, he's been acting pretty nuts up here. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, why didn't anybody tell me? And I think that that's a lot of the, uh, yeah, we talked about mental illness and artists. A lot of stuff just kind of goes, you know, you accept things because a person has talent and a lot that, yeah. that doesn't serve the artist that well. And what, you know, when, you know, also when, you know, when she was talking about it too, she recommended that he shouldn't be working to begin with, mm-hmm. but they kept pushing him yeah. to work. Yeah. You know, and like you say, they didn't care about him. Yeah. But what I did like about her, uh, Layla in the article was, is how people, when they, uh, when she's performing his songs, they see him in her, mm-hmm. you know, and at sometimes they see, uh, and she felt like sometimes she sees him on stage with her, mm-hmm. you know, she embodies him yeah. that way. And uh, I'm just glad she's protective of his records. Yeah. You know, don't touch my dad's records. Yeah. I, I, this this for me to do yeah. and yeah. not for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that was a good story. That was, that was a really good story. Uh, next one, uh, Mike, I don't think Mike's interested in this one. <laughs> but uh, rapper Tay K. So the, the reason why I'm interested in this one is because when I get up in the morning, the yeah. morning news, uh-huh. every morning for the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about this trial. Because it happened, because the crime happened like right up the street. Yeah, right. So supposedly this rapper, you know, was a part of this group of people that that murdered somebody, and then he uh, got arrested, got his ankle bracelet off, and it he ran to flee. New York. And yeah, all this he got of arrested stuff. in New Jersey and all this shit. But the made well, a video. But the <laughs> but the kid had a following prior to this, where he was like, he was already like a million selling SoundCloud artist. Where he was rapping about being wanted by the police. The race is the name of the song. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh-huh. I, you know, it's just kind of like I don't, I don't quite understand what's happening now. Is it, is it a, is it cool to be wanted by the police? Is it like, a, is that a thing that you like? It does no. <laughs> Does it, does do these fifty five years that he's been sentenced to now for this murder? He'll does never anybody get out like? Of let's stop right there. <laughs> does anybody like? It's okay. not fifty five years for the murder. It's ninety nine. It's fifty five years for the robberies. Yeah. He hasn't been given anything for the murder okay. yet. So okay. let's just correct. say, motherfucker got life. Yeah, yeah. he's ninety nine years. Yeah, so it's like you're eight, you're nineteen, you're twenty years old, and you got to, I guess. Have your 15 minutes of fame, but at what cost? Because now you are locked up for the rest of your life. What are you thinking about? What, what, what? I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, that's the question. Why is it all of it? Why is it cool to be wanted by the police? Like what? I mean, what, why do you, what, what, what kind of clout or what kind of clout do you get by rapping about being wanted by the cops? I mean, I guess you could argue that a lot of the rappers from our day were were rapping about being, you know, criminals. They were rapping about, you know, slinging packets and stuff like that. So they, you know, they were they were criminals, and you know, we were listening to it. So what? And asking the same question. <laughs> I just I don't know where you evolve from that. All right, so let's go to a, a much happier <laughs> one. Yeah. Last so, but not least. Yeah. Black Thought and Quest Love are executive producing uh, a show called Hip Hop Songs That Shook America, where they are taking, what is it, five or six songs? Six, 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 songs. six songs and talking about the importance of these songs and how they were pivotal to hip hop and how they changed the perspective and the scope of hip hop. To me, this is a, 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 a much welcome. Uh, uh, response to a lot of what's happening here with podcasts, which I like, but I think that the Quest Loves of the world and the Black Thoughts of the world, the people who need to be doing it, 
where you deconstruct songs and talk about the significance of songs and why they're significant because there are a lot of of outlets that are doing that now mm-hmm. and now it, it seems really uh anesthetized when they do it it seems really like they've like removed from it but now with this one you know like when 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 quest love and black thought talk about it they're gonna be like okay we were in the midst of this and we it, know what and was it going lends on. it lends a level of credibility absolutely so um thank god for this you know when i saw this my heart flooded because yeah. yeah, for good. a lot of reasons and i'm and it harkens back to this one thing that i remember when when i was growing up and we were in um uh like jazz band we used to get clinics master clinics and so when i was in the eighth grade seventh or eighth grade my band teacher knew fathead newman Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. David Fathead Newman came to give us a clinic, meaning, you know, a master class. He sat there and he played with us and he taught us. And it's one thing. My band teacher was was a damn good musician. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he probably could have been a professional. He could have probably been a session musician. He probably could have toured the world, but he decided to become a teacher mm-hmm. from, you know, when he left school, he decided that the route he was going to take was to become a teacher. So he didn't perform much. He performed a little bit. Mm-hmm. But so he's standing in front of you and he knows what he's talking about because, you know, he's been through classes and he's performed and he's done these things. But when you got a master, when you got somebody who is a touring professional, right. who's got records, who's got, you know, you know, he's played with the greatest musicians in the world. He has real world knowledge of what's going on. And he's sitting there telling you something. He can tell you the same thing, the same bar from, you know. But it means something something totally different. So this this kind of the deconstruction, what you're talking about, like the master class from this, we talk about music all the time. Mm -hmm. But, you know. No, not, nobody's gonna lend. Uh, I mean, let's be real. Right, right. We, we don't we, have that credibility. Ours is entertainment. Yeah, yeah. This thing is education. Yeah. You know, and it's a whole different thing to hear it from the horse's mouth. Yeah. You know, and so I think it's. I I am I am so geeked about this. So one because you know Black Thought, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. greatest ever. Mm-hmm. And then I have a lot of respect for uh, Quest. Because he is like that Layla Hathaway that I, you know, he just has played with everybody. And he he looks forward to me. He looks forward to doing that. And then he's gained some credibility to where people start looking for him mm-hmm. to produce and write and so on and so forth. And, and, and I mean, they're just some cold cats. And so yeah. to see this happening, man, I am so like geeked about this. This this is like the music geeks thing, you know, and I'm sure it's it's going to be some. It's it's probably not gonna be as geeky as I would like for it to be, but it's gonna be pretty geeky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, they're gonna take deep dives. Yeah. yeah. So I, I did watch they do have the first thirty minutes of the uh oh, Kanye okay. thing okay. online. Uh the one about uh Jesus Walks. Let's talk about some of these songs 'cause uh like do 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 you guys think that all of these songs warrant the level of significance that they're getting in this like uh well let me let's see what everybody answers to that well jesus walk all right rock box latest first elevators and the bridge well you know they said when they were when you read the article it did say an impact the song had well yeah that's what i mean you know, that's what so, i'm saying but did we was it was the impact real because like i for example <laughs> really really like Kendrick Lamar all right mm-hmm. I didn't know that people were attaching that to a movement, movement uh-huh. I didn't black realize, Mal- I didn't, black, black lives I, didn't, I didn't realize that that was the significance of that song and maybe that's because I'm older and I just wasn't a part of that when it was happening I but, think you just didn't pay attention yeah. to it but you remember that um the, the his his performance on one of the war shows, shows where mm-hmm. they burned the police car. Mm-hmm. Remember and that? then, you know, mm. if, if okay. God, yeah, if, if yeah, uh, I am remembering so, that now. God's yeah. all right, then we're going to be yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that that was attached to that movement. So I agree with that song. Um, I think Ladies First is really interesting simply because of 
Queen how I feel about how women are rapping now. Uh, yeah. You know, in recent shows, we've talked. I mean, you know, I've been vocal about they how I feel about, about Meg the Stallion, and <laughs> yeah. you know, and so yeah, so I can't. So I can't. elaborate on that because I. So are you like? Because uh, did we talk about uh, Jermaine Dupree and what he said? Okay, yeah, yeah well, that's yeah, what we yeah. talked about. So you were you like down with Jermaine? I'm not down with Jermaine in the sense that there are no other female rappers. Okay. You know, I. And to me, that's not what he said. To me, what he said is, is that this is becoming the mainstream and that's a problem. That's I think what I took away from that's that what too. I got I, from uh, it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and whereas and uh, on when when Cardi B's album came out, I was like, ah, that was kind of cool. You know, all right. Yeah, Cardi B's album is cool. The music is good. It's fun. I, I said that about Cardi B's mm-hmm. album, but Cardi B's album is nowhere near as um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Vulgar? I'm not gonna even say vulgar. As Meg the Stallion's album is. But maybe rapping her ass. And off. you know, here's <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I and I'm being very honest about it. But this. you're right though, because I wanted to show somebody who she was mm-hmm. and then she started rapping. I was like, okay, wait a minute. So yeah, <laughs> I was, I was like, like, okay. The uh the thing about it is is that I the my introduction to Meg the Stallion was via Instagram. And every time I saw her, she was performing in a strip club, pouring liquor down a woman's mouth. Which she recently did with Scissor. Which I don't, which yeah. I didn't get. So I never even heard the music. I just kept seeing that on Instagram, and I was like, okay, she a stripper. And then somebody said, oh, she raps. And then I went, mm. okay. Then I heard Big Old Freak, and I was like, mm, all right, whatever. This 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 is nothing but a continuation, or this is somebody just rapping for shock value, right? Shock value is why she's doing this. So I am not going to. I'm not I mean, going to. I don't to know if we can say that's why she's doing it. I but mean, she might be rapping about her life. She might be rapping what she. But knows. that's what I heard. I'm just telling you what I heard. What you what your takeaway? So was I was never going to listen to Meg the Stallion because that didn't that big old freak song was funny and it was fun and all of that, but it wasn't interesting to me. Now let me say this: I don't listen to a whole lot of uh, male rappers. Where their entire conversation is who they boned and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't listen mm-hmm. to that either. Mm-hmm. So it's not that wasn't that's that's not that's not misogyny or female driven or my my hatred that's for that just kind not of your thing. Bag. That's You're just not, not my thing. Mm-hmm. The reason I listened to Meg Thee Stallion's album was because of Q Tip. If Q Tip hadn't said this girl can rhyme, she mm-hmm. got bars. I wouldn't have listened to it. Now I heard a freestyle where she said something that I thought was a good punchline and I thought it was pretty cool. And I and I but it was vulgar as hell. It was very, very vulgar. And I listened to it and I said, Oh, she can kinda rhyme, but you know, this ain't me and I'm not gonna listen to it. But the whole reason I listened to it was because of and it's the same thing, it's the master class. If it hadn't been for Q-Tip, I would have credibility. Heard. Yeah, it's his credibility. But getting back to, but to I, I hear what you're saying. But ladies first, are, are we saying that? Are you saying that she that didn't really happen as far as female empowerment because of what we see now with Meg The Stallion? Because people, because a lot of people would argue the opposite that because of ladies first now women can express themselves it was the first of now women can express themselves the way they want to even if it's sexually but i think women could always do that because i remember groups like hoes with an attitude and and stuff like that from Mm -hmm. from from the 80s but my but what i'm saying here's what i'm saying is it's okay i'm not saying anything that meg stallion doing is incorrect and if that's a, if that's the way she expresses herself and that empowers her to do so, I get it. I understand that. But at the same time, we don't see the we don't see the we don't see we didn't see the re- reiteration of Latifah in, so, ma- in mainstream. In mainstream. So Rhapsody's album is not as big as Rhapsody's Mexico. album could. Rap, I mean, can you name a Rhapsody? No, I just can't. Off the top I, of no, your no, head? no, I cannot. I just cannot. off the top of I've your head. I've listened to her, but I can't. So I mean, <laughs> Lauren Hill kind of came, yeah. And, but we didn't. We didn't see Lauren as 
necessarily a rapper outside of the Fugees. She Even rapped though, a lot. She does rap. She, she did she rap. Rhymed her ass but off. you're right. I agree with but that. But we too. don't see her as a rapper outside of the Fugees, right? Yeah, so Miss Education Lauren Hill was an R and B album. It was a Neo Soul uh, album. Yes. And she rapped on it, but she was a singer. Mm-hmm. So we didn't see the we didn't see the new iteration of mm-hmm. Latifah, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But then you had, I mean, you know, there was Yo Yo, there was Ray, Lady of Rage, you know, there was some, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they tried to empower. Mm-hmm. But the times were different, and we listened to the music differently, and it's not. But now, because to me, hip hop has become like you know disposable and so much kind of and the platforms are so a, diluted. You know, it's it's exactly. hard. Yeah. It's hard to find. That's a that's a that's a that's a good way to think about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, who would be that person? Even though, even though these platforms are diluted, we still manage. To, everybody still managed to hear yeah, Cardi B. I mean, because I remember, you know, one of my favorite lady rappers is Jean Grey, yep. and you remember Jean? She's Jean, still out there. Yeah, she's still Jean, she's still around. But I remember the, one of the first videos I saw from Jean Grey. She it was a it was it was. A, a, sexual in nature mm-hmm. it wasn't like just gene gray rhyming mm-hmm. it was like it was one of her like love songs mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i mean and mm-hmm. she she was in the back of a cab being all sexy and you know had on a nuns out you know she was just doing that thing and i was like i like you gene but did you really have to do did this you first? Have to go that route yeah, yeah did you have to do that first and you know that's that's just the way we consume yeah it's it's the it's the you know it's the sex sales adage. It's, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just the thing. But yeah, I, I, but I do agree that ladies first probably is a, is, I, you know, ladies first, and then she did unity. Right. That's what I was thinking about. So yeah. you know, she did come. You know, at least she tried to stand. The, you know, she tried to stand the test of but, time. But I mean, the that. ladies now are saying, I don't care if you call me a bitch because I'm running shit. Yeah, and, and we call each other that. <laughs> So I mean, you know, a lot of people look at it differently, but I I really am on your team with it. I don't know that we have that person that we talk about empowerment a lot, but did we do we like have we have we have it in a, lo- a lot of other arenas, but I don't know if we have it in hip hop where we have like a mainstream uh uh generally accepted as positive rapper. And I I don't know if that I don't. I don't know if everybody would even come to a consensus on that. If somebody even came out and tried to do it, you know. So, but that was an that was an interesting topic. That was an interesting pick, and uh, I don't know anything about the bridge, like the Molly Mall and MC Shan song, the bridge. I mean, I've heard it before, but it does it doesn't resonate with me like that. So the bridge was really about Queens Bridge, bridge. Mm-hmm. and Mar- you know Molly Mall is probably one of the architects of hip-hop mm-hmm. the hip-hop producer the sound and you know the bridge queen's bridge all of that music kind of was you know that was the um, genesis basically of what became the to me it was probably the genesis of what became the uh foundation of uh territorial uh I call it territorial rap. I'm saying territorial rap, meaning regional, regional and, yeah. thing, and then the regional beef. Yeah. So you remember, you remember Queensbridge with MC Shan. That was that Marley Marl, and that was a big thing. And then uh, 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 KRS One came out with the bridge is over. Mm. So you know it was like him coming back what saying, to you that. know, mm-hmm. Brooklyn's in the house or yeah. the Bronx or wherever. K I can't remember where K R S one is from right now, but that was kind of the whole. Mm-hmm. That was kind of that whole thing, and I think that that's probably to me that's probably where they were going with that. But since they did the bridge, which was supposed to be, uh, you know, like emblematic of we're representing New York and the East Coast, and then they talked about elevators giving. The South some credibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the we- the West Coast is absent from this list, and I'm wondering why nobody has because well, they're well, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar on there. Kendrick. Well, the but but there there was a whole generation before that that put the West on the map, 
And that's why I'm saying what was they're not talking about a pivotal West Coast Man, song. You're right in the sense that I think they probably because in my head when, when I was when I heard this was happening and there were six songs and I didn't know what the six songs were. When I was thinking, Dr. Dre was gonna be one of them. Fuck the police was coming. <laughs> Dr. Dre, he was gonna be connected yeah. with one I, of those I, songs. I, I thought fuck the police was gonna yeah, be something. or, or um, 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 some Ice T Boys in the Hood. I thought it was gonna be one of those Some, songs. Something. I thought it was gonna be one something of that, that was impl- came off emblematic of, of this. The West Coast is now here mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that was a thing that we witnessed. Yeah, was okay. The rise of West That's Coast. That's a good observation as a, as a scene. Yeah, because so well, why were these? Why were those? Why were the South represented? And then, and I'm sure you know, picking these six songs is like hard as hell because there are a lot of pivotal songs in hip hop that kind of gave a different direction to it. And mm-hmm. there's nothing here that it's like really emblematic of what happened with the backpacker movement or anything like that, which is a big part of hip hop. So, I mean, you can't cover it all. And this might be about, okay, we're going to, this might be season one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of a show that could continue to happen, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. But to me, that was like noticeably absent. Yeah. Before I, and again, yeah, before I saw the six songs, that was where I thought, I thought one of those songs was going to be one of the six. And I just, I was, I'm hoping that yeah they'll continue with kind of the same thing with what we do you know it's just kind of find that build topic on and it. just build on build on it, on it. yeah mm-hmm. do we think Jesus walks really changed perspective of of hip hop and religion and white people talk about religion I don't think it changed perspective I just think it was one of the first times we've seen it like that okay and, heard okay. It okay. and I think that's the point you okay. know because okay. Okay. you know let, let's be real um, do you remember uh um, what what's the show on MTV? The Real World. Mm-hmm. You remember Real World, and uh, the little skinny guy that was the 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 uh, the comedian. Who, no, who? it wasn't him. It was the other guy. He got kicked off the show. I can't remember. Oh, you I know what you're him? talking about. Maybe the second season. Yeah. And he was and a little he, black guy. Yeah. And when he, they were in San Francisco, maybe. And something like that. Yeah, yeah. California. I think somewhere. it was David or and something. And he was having a conversation with this white guy, and he was talking. they were talking about rap music. And he was saying, and I don't know why this sticks in my head, but he was like, uh, the, the white guy was like, yeah, I know this, you know, um, I don't listen to a lot of rap, but there's this one rap group that I like. They do Christian rap. And he was like, Christian rap? Like that's you know he basically said that's an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. nothing. It's nothing hard about Christianity. So putting it in a rap song is just stupid. Okay, okay. You know he was like it must be some bubblegum shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that though this may not be necessarily Jesus walks may not necessarily be theologically sound in the sense that it's scriptural. Name another song that talks about Jesus in that way. But you know that's interesting that you say that because now, I remember I remember rappers talking, Christian rappers being upset that Kanye was uh, applauded for doing that when they had been rapping about Christian stuff, but it wasn't mainstream. It wasn't mainstream. It was its own little niche uh, genre. But but. Uh, there, but remember during the height of the golden era of hip hop, the 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 backpacker black packer movement, there were whole groups that were nothing but Muslim, Islam, five percent. You could you could That's find true. that was that was huge. That's very true. I never Chuck even, D. Right about Chuck that. D. Uh, KRS One rapped about religion all the time. Chuck D. Was very you know vocal about. His, his, they kind of gave long. a whole generation there a picture of what that faith looked like because exactly. we wouldn't know what it looked like. Exactly, through Islam, yeah. all of that was yeah. a big deal, yeah. and nobody approached Christianity in the same way from, uh, from from a hip hop standpoint. Yeah. So yeah. I just think that even though, even again, even though this song is not you know like some kind of theological. Testament. Yeah, 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 I don't think anybody calls Jesus' name in a hip hop song to that level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And I think the reason it's pivotal is because uh, um, what you were saying is like Christian rappers, but nobody was signing Christian rappers. Right. This dude Not was. Not to a major. Yeah, this, yeah. Was, this dude was on Rockefeller and he had major distribution. Mm-hmm. He had 
no reason to say Jesus walks. Not at all. Not you know, at all. It, it, that's not a gimmick. Yeah. He actually, you know, he had no reason to do yeah. that. Yeah. You he, know. Could, he didn't have to do that. It's yeah. not like he, you know, you need to be a gangster rapper. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's I think that's the reason that that song might be considered pivotal. So yeah. we'll be looking for we'll be doing that one. I think uh, Kelly said we should live tweet it or whatever when it comes on. We should we should do something special when that show comes on. So my birthday, man, we need to be at my house. Yeah, Let's, we, 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 we need to do something song. for like the first day. Yeah, the first one we can have a watch party. Or yeah, something. yeah, we need to do something with that. So uh, do we have time? Do we want to talk about uh, Aesop Rocky? I know we were okay. We don't want to talk about that. Okay, enough discussion was has been had about that. <laughs> yeah, because then we have to talk about that ass in the white house and i'm just not i'm trying to have a good saturday okay all right, all right. Uh, jesus walks yeah jesus Amen. <laughs> and he weeps <laughs> oh man but uh i'll say this man what i will say about the show though when it comes out i will say my uh, my mother can watch it and they can get a better understanding of this music yeah, that we were listening to for sure. because it's coming from a person that they see on television mm-hmm. on a late night show mm-hmm. so that's that yeah that's a good point yeah so but as always we want to thank you for listening to psycho music lyricology make sure you all hit the subscribe button rate us review us and tell someone uh we are available on soundcloud google play music apple Podcasts, luminary or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast Hit us up on Facebook at Psycho Music Lyricology or on Instagram and Twitter at Psycho Fellas. We can be contacted at Psycho Music Lyricology at gmail.com. Until the next time, peace. Peace. peace.